The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPNNBA to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Odds Crowd gives you hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's currently 6 p.m. Oh, sorry, 6 p.m. in Central Time, 4 p.m. on the West Coast. We're about two weeks away from the NBA season. Can you guys believe that it's October 4th, two weeks away? It's start, it's time to start getting down on the season-long bets on your regular season. Uh, win total bets. I've been getting a lot of DMs, but we have a lot of NBA content coming out on the NBA Gambling Podcast. So the NBA Gambling Podcast has you covered with all that information. We're going to be cranking it out. But before we get into today's episode, joining me as one of the newest co-hosts of the NBA Gambling Podcast, another five-tool player for the SGPN. You can catch him on the Fantasy Football Podcast. You can catch him on both the college football and basketball experience. And like I said, now joining me all season long for the NBA Gambling Podcast, it's my main man, Terrell Furman. Rel, how you doing this Monday, man? Yeah. Sir, we are here. We are here. I I was just telling you, I'm in football mode. Like I don't, I'm yeah. not even processing <laughs> this right now. So yes, um, here with you all season. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to making a lot of money with you and a lot of other folks. We gonna we let's get to it, man. We are gonna talk win totals. I don't even do futures, honestly. I don't yeah. even do futures, but I'm with it now. So uh, you you telling me I gotta wait the whole season? Like I gotta give my money up and wait the whole season? Really? Oh uh, man, we need we need our money three hours after the game is over, right? We need to see our account balance. Yeah, yeah. I need. I hey, as soon as that last game finish, I better <laughs> see a check. As soon as that last game finish, I better see a check. Well, there you go, guys. I got Terrell that's going to be joining us on the NBA Gambling Podcast all season long. 
We're still going to have uh, Ryan McKee. I know he's with Action Network now, but he's been a little busy. Sorry, busy, but he's going to be popping in every now and then. Nothing has changed, but Terrell is just going to be joining us on the already stacked team. We're adding the Kevin Durant to the stacked NBA oh, gambling man. podcast oh, team. Man. So, oh, man, I'm putting a little pressure on you, Terrell. I'm just telling you now, man, but I know man. you're going to bring the fire. I'm going to get to a couple of house- makes diamonds. Huh? Pressure makes diamonds. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to get to a couple of housekeeping items. Look, NBA Gambling Podcast returns. It's October, like I said, two weeks away. We're going to be cranking out the NBA content. Uh, Rill and I today are going to get into the Eastern Conference win totals, our favorite five bets. We'll get into some other uh, stuff happening in the Eastern Conference. Also, the NBA PropCast. I know uh, Dan and I have been doing the NFL PropCast, but Jong is going to be joining me on the NBA propcast. I'm ter- I'm sure Terrell is going to be joining me also. The uh, the the prop brothers are going to be back again this season with prop bets. Um, and then also check out the website over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We're cranking out 30 teams in 30 days, NBA betting previews and fantasy advice. I know we were talking on the Slack channel today about starting an SGPN fantasy league for foot. Uh, sorry for basketball. We have guys that are ready to go. So if you need fantasy advice and betting previews for all thirty teams, check it out on the website. I think we're about ten to twelve deep. I have a couple more coming out this week myself. So uh, definitely get out the website and check it out. So the plan for today's show, we're gonna like I said, cover the Eastern Conference. Terrell and I will give you our five favorite regular season win totals. We love for this coming season. But before we get to all that NBA contact, let's take one quick break and me and uh, Rail are going to dive right into it. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free, one thousand dollar sports bet download bet win download the win bet app now and visit wynnbet.com to start winning we're also brought to you by PropSwap, america's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets go check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on the value to find the best odds available Browse the activity fee to stay in the know, a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash, and much more. Use a promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. When making your bets, always make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to yourself for some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. 
All right, Terrell, man, coming off of the break, look, I know we were talking offline. We're both in football mode, college football, NFL, knee deep into it, but we got basketball, man. How you feeling? I know we were talking offline. We felt like the NBA Finals ended like two to three weeks ago, but here we are, man, two weeks away. Yeah, man, it feels like, you know, basketball never stops. It feels like. I feel like we've been getting basketball nonstop for almost two years now. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. a lot of people are healthy this year. Yes. A lot of people are coming back healthy. I know that um, we're having this conversation with some folks on the vaccinated, unvaccinated, all that, mm-hmm. and uh, how that affect games. I really, honestly, truly, I don't think it'll affect games at all, to be honest. I think that is just a storyline that people are looking to buzz up the season. But I, yeah. at the end of the day, I think the players are going to play. And I think that, you know, everybody's going to let the players play. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it is a lot to look forward to this season. Everybody coming back to look at the, the um, you know, seeing Citizen Center that's at the uh Los Angeles Lakers right now, what they're gonna <laughs> look like and how they and how they are gonna ball. Hopefully they don't turn out like that um oh four Lakers team. There you go. Uh and then, you know, you got of course the Brooklyn Nets who are gonna be looking um to come back, and then you got people that on the outskirts like the Milwaukee Bucks, the Phoenix Suns who were there last year and like, yeah. hey, we're still here. We can still do this. But um, I think my favorite thing to look at is the next star talent, like the next group of talent, yeah. that next group of talent in the NBA and watch mm-hmm. them rise and say, hey, y'all have been running things for a while, but it's our turn. And, you know, Devin Booker showed us that a lot during the playoffs and, Donovan Mitchell has shown us that uh, Jason Tatum has shown us that in flashes and stuff like that. Like I'm looking for that. Trey Young has showed us that, that yeah. he can, he's ready to come take this over. Trey Young's a guy that I'm sitting here like, yo, that could be the next MVP right there. So I'm looking forward to this whole group of talent, like that whole group of younger talent and watch them arise and hopefully knock off some of the old heads around the league. Funny you say Trey Young MVP, because I already got down on some Trey Young MVP odds. Um, when the season started or before the season gets started here, I already, I got down on King James to win MVP. A little yeah. worried about that now because of like what you just mentioned, all the star power or the older guys that they brought in. So there's only one basketball to dribble, but I think Trey Young is ready to kind of take that next step. And the, the other guy that you just mentioned, Jason Tatum, I'm really looking for him to kind of take another step as being one of the best players in this NBA, man. I mean, we've seen it mm-hmm. for the past couple of years where he's just – his game has really improved from year to year. And I think this next year, I think it's going to be a big year for the Boston Celtics. Obviously last year, a big disappointment. I know they were dealing with a lot of COVID issues and, and, you know, people being in and out of the lineup and things like that. And brand new head coach that they hired. I think this is a fantastic hire for the Boston Celtic and Ime Udoka. Um, But I think I'm really excited to watch this Boston team. Yeah. uh, I am excited for Jason Salem because uh, Brad Stevens is no longer the head coach. Yeah. So he's he uh, got fired on his day off and then got promoted to a better job. <laughs> I don't know how that happens, but, you know, not going to get into that right now. Uh, but uh, that I think Brad Stevens was one of the people that was holding Jason Tatum back because of the fact of how Brad Stevens conducts his team. He yeah. doesn't want to label a star. Like, that is how we've seen Brad Stevens. He doesn't want to label a star. He say, hey, we got a number of guys or whoever's got the hot hand, got the hot hand. Yeah. And no, you got at a certain point, you got to let your guy know that, hey, you are our guy. When it comes down to it, I need you to go out there. I need you to make the play. And so hopefully that, you know, with new leadership coming in, that 
uh, Jason Tatum can kind of get a revigorized role of knowing that, you know, he's the guy. Like, I know we all love Jalen Brown. We think Jalen yeah. Brown is great. We think Jalen Brown's a tremendous talent, and that's a powerful duo. But at the end of the day, we know this this really should be Jason Tatum's team. 100%. Yeah, man, I, I think, you know, the Jalen Brown, I think I was really more surprised to see that Marcus Smart is still with his team. And I think they got a contract section done with him too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they have the core of their guys back. They got Al Horford back also. Um, so this is going to be another team that's probably going to be right up there again, like they were over the past couple of years where they can make some noise in the Eastern conference. So hopefully, um, you know, Jason you know Sadam kind of takes is, over. Huh? You know what the crazy thing is? Yeah. They would not be here if they just paid Al Horford in the first place. If they just, they just paid Al Horford in the first place. They let Al Horford went and moved all his stuff to Philly, <laughs> all his stuff to OKC, and he bought it. He bought a six month lease in OKC because he knew in the back of his head, like I'm not gonna be here for long, guys. Yep. And then all the way back to Boston, like, gee, <laughs> <laughs> all of that work, and you know. Yeah, you're right. It is is what it is. Uh, Hopefully, I can still get some easy prop bets by just taking centers against the Boston Celtics this year like I did last year. That cashed for me a whole bunch of times. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited to see, you know, the state of the league everywhere, not even just the Boston Celtics. Yeah, and we got some more, I guess, drama we can say that's happening in the uh, Eastern Conference. Particularly, that's going to be with the Philadelphia 76ers and Ben Simmons. Look, me and Zach discussed this at length. I'm on the side of the Philadelphia 76ers here. Uh, But I want to get your take. Where do you kind of stand with this whole Philly debacle with the standoff between Simmons not wanting to do anything with the Sixers anymore, wanting to get traded? What's your kind of take on whose side are you on here? Or do you think it's they're both? people or both parties are at fault here what's your kind of take here uh philly 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 they they're such rookies such such rookies man <laughs> they went and they got caught talking shit about their current girlfriend to the person that they trying to get with that's all it was she went through the messages she seen <laughs> she seen the messages of him talking to the side piece talking about she ain't shit. She ain't nothing <laughs> like this. She don't cook like you. She don't do the tricks in the bedroom like you. Da da da. They got caught, and now, now they mad with Ben Simmons. Want to move on and say, I don't even want to deal with you no more. Well, it, what? We, <laughs> like, what is he supposed to say? Like, you got you you let it leak out that you were actively trying to trade Ben Simmons. And yes, I feel like they said something along the lines of, no, well, we were just listening out. Like if somebody offers us a Kevin Durant from Ben Simmons, of course we're going to say yes. Like, no, 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 no. You were actively trying to trade him. You let the fans get to you. That is the rookie mistake you did. You let the fans get to you during the, during those um, Eastern conference finals, not East conference finals, but Eastern conference semis. Yeah. Against the uh, Atlanta Hawks, you let it yep. get to you, and the fans talked you out of it. They talked you out of it. Why do you have somebody that can't shoot? Why do you have somebody that's scared of the ball? Da, 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 da. You knew what you had in Ben Simmons. They known for the Ben Simmons didn't do anything different in the playoffs than he's done literally his entire career. Literally yeah. his entire career. So the fact that they let the pressure get to them and then let it get out that they were trying to trade them. Of course, if I was Ben Simmons, I wouldn't want to play there neither. I'd be like, fuck. Y'all, I'm not gonna play. And yeah. honestly, Ben Simmons already has generational wealth. He doesn't need the little couple million dollars that he's getting this year. He really doesn't. He has generational wealth. He can invest that, do whatever he wants, and move on 
anything like that. He really doesn't need this paycheck this year. And he knows that. And that's why he's not there now. And that's why he's probably not going to show up. So if I were them, just go ahead and trade. Just go ahead wherever 25 cents on a dollar, just like you got food stamps down by the crib and you got somebody out and you, you know, you, you don't need them. You trying to sell them on the block, 25 cents on a dollar, 50 cents on a dollar. Go ahead and get them on out of here. And yep. Get what you can get and just move <laughs> on. Just move on. You didn't already get like Joel and B said, you didn't already gave up all these things for him. You gave up Al for him. You gave up uh, Jimmy Butler for him. You done made all these decisions and now you got delay in it. So you might as well just go ahead and get what you can get 50 cents on the dollar. Whatever it is, it, it's going to be an issue because you have Daryl Morey. That's kind of, I don't know what the exact word is, but he's, I guess you can say hardball that he's going to try to squeeze out every, like you're saying, 50 cents on the dollar, but he's going to try to, he, he tried to get a dollar 25 on the dollar, but I think he's going to have to settle for like 50, like you just mentioned. And it's not going to happen because we heard early on that they were like 25 for Ben Simmons. I'm going to let you know right now. <laughs> I'm not coming out of my pocket a dollar 25 cent for Ben Simmons right now. I'm just going to let you know. It's not, especially after what that he's not going to play for you. So you, yeah. so it's either, it's either I trade you or mm-hmm. he just don't play for you. And you're worse than what you are right now. I either yeah. make you better or I just let you be worse right now. I'm going to let you be worse right now. until you say that, Hey, you know what? We'll take what you want. We'll take what you can get. And, you know, I think that it's not like he has a trade clause. They can trade him wherever he wants. Yeah. So he, does, he doesn't have a trade, a trade clause or anything like that. So. so I think that's a great transition to the next point is where do you think is a viable landing spot for uh, Ben Simmons? I know that we're trying to get Damian Lillard out of Portland. I don't think that's going to happen. But I know we had discussed on the last, but I thought Toronto was a great option. And we're hearing mm-hmm. other teams like Cleveland and even I started something about uh, Detroit popping up this uh this morning but where do you think is a pretty good spot for ben simmons to land um yeah i like toronto i think toronto definitely is looking for somebody of his caliber uh he needs he needs the outside shooting i think we say this a million times like of course he somebody who can't shoot who's so strong driving like ben simmons is like at one point we were making the comparisons of ben simmons to a young lebron james like that's what that's the comparisons <laughs> that we were making at one point. Yeah. Uh, and not necessarily myself, but just the media as a whole. Like, you know, people were looking at Ben Simmons and how strong he was getting to the lane, how how good he was finishing at the cup. And it's like, whoa, that's like LeBron James-esque. And so he needs outside shooting. And so when you're sitting there and you're like, all right, well, you know, where are we gonna do this? Like a place like Houston looks mm-hmm. enticing. Yeah. Uh, and no, thank you. Daryl Morey has with Houston. Uh, Houston looks enticing with just the perimeter shooters they have, and then Jalen Green coming up into the next big thing. That could be a powerful duo one day. Yeah. Um, I like uh, Minnesota as a landing spot. I think Minnesota is a pretty solid landing spot, and just getting him somewhere where he can be the guy. Like yeah. Ben Simmons needs to be the guy. Ben Simmons doesn't need to play next to Joel Embiid. Uh, I've heard everything where they're talking about oh, should they move him to Golden State? No, don't move him to Golden State. Golden State will be all right. I don't think anybody in Golden State really, really wants him, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and so he just really needs to get in an environment where he can be the guy, where he can, you know, set everybody else up for success. I think that a, a low-key sleeper that would make them a very, very powerful team in the West is if he goes to the Pelicans. If the Pelicans okay. replace what they had with – um. If the Pelicans replace what they had with Lonzo, with 
Ben Simmons, and then they use Zion more as a, a complementary role off to the side and just let Ben create for Zion. So not necessarily uh, Ben finishing at the cup and that, you know, apparently he has no fear in not putting the ball in the basket. So he shouldn't have no problem not getting the plays called for him to finish at the cup, but just opening up and getting a little bit of that pressure off Zion. And then just the uh, passing ability that he has to get some people open. Like the Pelicans could be something very interesting. And I don't think that the personalities of him and Zion is going to be like the personalities of, um, him and OB and B and yeah. just their play style. Like I think Zion plays a little bit different. Zion is more like a point forward to be honest a little bit. So uh, I think that they can complement each other just a little bit better than him and Embiid, And it's not going to be a clash there. Like it was in Philly. So that's a, another landing spot that I like. And, we, but we, really I just, at this point, I just hope Ben gets out of there to be honest. Yeah. Like, like, yes, I crap on Ben Simmons all the time. I give, I give him shit out of love. I don't give Ben Simmons shit out of love. <laughs> I hate him. I give Ben Simmons shit out of love, and I want to see him do better for himself, especially for the light-skinned community out there. So I just feel <laughs> like Ben Simmons needs to go somewhere and be the guy. Let him be the guy and see what it's like to Ben Simmons to lead your team. And then, honestly, nine times out of ten, a lot of these places, Sacramento, you know, Cleveland, all these, you really ain't got shit to lose. You really don't. Going back to your Pelicans point, do you think that the Pelicans would give up uh, Brandon Ingram for him? See, and that's the thing. No, they wouldn't. And I think that this is, I think more of these landing spots are going to be more viable mm-hmm. once the Pelicans finally get off their high horse and realize we're not getting an all star player back for Ben Simmons. More than likely, we're not going to get an all star player back for Ben Simmons. Yeah. We're probably going to get a number of picks that, you know, people really don't care about at this day in the NBA that nobody cares about picks. If you got the player, you know you're going to be winning games. Nobody cares. So, I mean, I think that once they come to the realization that they're just going to get a whole bunch of picks and not get the player to go with it, then, uh, you know, these places like uh, Pelicans or even a um, Portland or, you know, these bigger these bigger places that are just not going to give up their stars yeah. these small market teams that are not going to give up the stars that they have already are going to get somebody like him i think that it, your point that you just mentioned that he needs to go to a small market team and kind of just show out and not have that pressure of the fans or the media i think like like you just mentioned new orleans minnesota toronto i think those are the type of places san antonio that- San Antonio's they have a plethora of backcourt players there that are not going to get minutes there i think under Co- Coach Popovich, God bless him. I think it's time for him to go too. But I, I think that's a that's a type of coach that can really help Ben Simmons, you know, flourish and kind of take that next step in his career and really develop his game. But I think that any team that gets Ben Simmons is going to get a guy with a chip on his shoulder, ready to prove to the NBA that hey, I am a top. 15 top 20 player in this league oh so. ben simmons is about to give people hell when he gets back on the team yeah when he gets back on the team i'm on his no matter what his points prop is said at, i'm on it every single night i promise you i make more than i lose <laughs> like i know we was just talking about ben simmons don't want to shoot the ball no as soon as he gets back he's giving the league hell like yeah this is what you're gonna get I'm going to go out here and I'm going to try to play on the MVP level and show you, like, triple-doubles might be out the ass for real. Yeah, hopefully. Let, let, let's uh, kind of wrap this Ben Simmons up. <laughs> we we love talking about Ben Simmons on this podcast about ever since that Philly series ended against Atlanta. I, I think that, like we just mentioned, that wherever he kind of ends up, 
he's gonna be a he's gonna be a dog. He's gonna be hungry. He's gonna have that chip on his shoulder that with something to yep. prove. So hopefully it gets done before the season starts. I know we're about two weeks away, um, but you know hopefully there there's a deal that's out there and that Philly can focus on getting ready for the season and a new team that's acquiring him can get them up to get him up to speed with their offensive system and the way they play ball. Because I think for a guy like Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. that's going to be a guy that's going to be a prominent, have a prominent role in on a team. It, it better get done sooner rather than later. I'm pretty sure the six are not going to want that distraction going into the season too. And just to, you know, put a pin in it real quick, yeah. like, Hey, wherever he goes, I'm almost 100% positive wherever they go, whoever pays up for him right now, feel like they have the team that compliments him right now. Not that they're going to build the team. They feel like they have that team right now. And we talk about that shooting on the outside. So I would get down on if you could find it in a book or anything like that. Ben Simmons to lead the league in assists. I would get down on that as soon as he get, before he gets traded. To be honest, because I feel like wherever he ends up going, yeah. he's the team is going to be ready for him, and he's going to be diamond. Like he can easily lead the league in, in assists this next season. I agree with one hundred percent what you just said because again, this guy was dropping triple doubles when he was with Philly, and he, like you said, if he, they surround him with shooters or slashers to the basket. Why not? He's going to be able to average 11, 12 assists per night. So let's put a pin in Ben Simmons talk. Hopefully we uh, next time we record or, or next time me and Terrell are on that we finally have a new team that has acquired uh, Ben Simmons. But for now, the saga still continues between the Philadelphia 76ers and Ben Simmons. Let's take another quick break and then we're going to come back and dive right into our five best Eastern Conference regular season win totals. We're brought to you by Keeps. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. Low-cost treatments start at just $10 per month and Keeps offers generic versions, discreet packaging, and proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take up to four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com SGP to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com SGP to get your first month free. keeps.com SGP. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Do you wish you could have had stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well now, Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players, start investing in them. Simply download Predictions Strike's new and easy to use app from the App Store or sign up at PredictionStrike.com to create an account. Use promo code SGPNNBA, then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite athletes and players just like you would real stocks. The value of players will change based upon game performances and supply and demand you can trade your shares of players at any time as long as a player isn't currently in a game. Sign up with promo code SGPNNBA to receive a free 
aptly share with your first deposit of $20 or more. We're also brought to you by Price Picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Price Picks, my favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast and it's easy and it all starts with Price Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide if they will go over or under their stat projections. The more players you pick, the more you can win, up to 10 times your money. Price Picks is the only way I play. Use promo code SGP to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's Price Picks promo code SGP. All right, Terrell, coming off of the break, let's dive right into our Eastern Conference win totals. I'm going to kick it to you first. Who do you got for me as your first um, regular season win total here in the Eastern Conference? Well, it's only right that, you know, I start this off with that team that plays in Madison Square Garden, the New York Knicks. Um, the Why Knicks, am I not surprised we're going there first? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The Knicks, again, this is a top, a Tom Thibodeau-led team. Yeah. If we know two things about Tom Thibodeau, we know, we know one, he's not going to have any rotation in that team whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Your stars are going to play 40 minutes a night. So. <laughs> <laughs> we know that for a fact. Two, we know that they're going to play hard. They're going to, uh, they're they're not going to give up. And no matter who they're playing, whether it's you know the stat Brooklyn Nets, L.A., either one of the L.A. teams, Golden State, anybody like that, no matter how outmatched we think they are, that they're always going to play up every single game. And that's the type of team that I want to get down on when we talk about uh, a win total. You know, somebody that you know on an off night, even when it, even an off night in the rent in the middle of freaking november where we're not even thinking about the uh the christmas break yet we're not even mm-hmm. thinking about all-star yet just a random night that they're always going to get up for these random teams that they're playing because at the end of the day that's what the nba is they're playing a whole bunch of random teams and so i look at this win total set at 41 and a half after they just finished a 41 win season and i look at this Knicks team and i'm like okay what did they lose right what like what what did they, they gain really more than they lost? They gained way more than they lost. Mitchell Robinson's coming back healthy. They bring in Evan Fournier, who they probably didn't need to pay that much for, but you have the money. So and the money's not going to just sit there and be like, hey, we're going to roll over in the next year and we're going to make your your cap space a little <laughs> bit bigger than everybody else's. No, you had the money. Go ahead and spend it. Fine. And so yes, they paid up a little bit for Evan Fournier, and that was somewhat questionable decision, but whatever. They got another good piece like it's not like evan fournier is just somebody out here that is a bomb like he's somebody that was over there averaging what 18 in orlando and now they bring in kimba walker this is exactly kimba step back cardiac kimba cardiac kimba like they bring (laughs) in kimba who knows madison square garden he's been trying to get here and so this is the opportunity that they have where they have somebody where they're like okay at the end of the game this is who we're going to give the ball to. Yeah. They didn't have that last year. Right. That, that's really what struggled to them. And a, it was a bunch of close losses a number of times against the Nets where I'm just sitting here like, gosh, I wish we had somebody that we could just give the ball to and say, hey, you go you go get the bucket for us. Like, you have the game win a shot. You go get the bucket for us. And then Julius Randle comes back on another, another chance to build on the great season that he had the year before. And I'm sitting here at 41 and a half. This team won 41 games in a 72-game season. Yeah. And so when I'm sitting here and I think about how Tibbs runs this team and how hard they play every night and how much people in the NBA take nights off, take rests, like this is an incredibly young team. I don't expect load management to be a thing at all. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't think that there's hardly easy, hard to believe that this team goes out and wins 
43, 44 games in a season. And, you know, back end of the Eastern Conference makes the playoffs again. So I'm 100% all over the Knicks over 41 and a half win total. I think it's set too, far too low for this team. And they have to seriously regress yeah. to, uh, to get to that point. And I just don't see that. I think the defense is still going to step up. Maybe you take a little step back with Kimba out there. But yeah. I think that this is going to be – this is Tibbs-led team. He's going to get you know these guys playing. They get, still got Derrick Rose coming off the bench to lead that second unit for the whole season this year. Yeah. And so, yes, I am all on the Knicks. And this isn't even being a fan. Like, I, 41 and a half is just way too low for me. Yeah, I think that, you know, like you just mentioned, that last season they didn't really have the closers, right? And that put a lot of pressure on Julius Randle, who had just an incredible season last year. Um, and now you bring in Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier to kind of help with the scoring because this team last year was the best defensive team. And it on the offensive end, it, it was all Julius Randle and then hoping a guy – Somebody else will step up on a nightly basis. So now you bring in Cardiac Kimba, you bring in Evan Fournier, guys that average, you know, that can probably average 40 points a night for you combined. So that really takes a lot of pressure off of Julius Randle. Then you also mentioned Mitchell Robinson coming back. That's going to be a big time get uh, as far as room protection for this team. And again, anytime I'm looking at something, I'm, I'm always looking at who the head coach is for this team. And again, Tom Thibodeau is a guy that's going to get these players to buy into the culture that he's trying to build in New York after years and years of being shit on by not only players that didn't want to go there, but now you brought in a guy that's tough nose or blue collar guy that's going to have them buy in, buy in on the defensive end of the basketball. So my only concern is, again, is Kemba and Evan Fournier going to be able to buy in enough on the defensive end? I think Tom Thibodeau will be able to do that. I think the defense will regress here a little bit, but again, 41 and a half, with Tom Thibodeau and the players that they did bring in, I'm excited for the New York Knicks team. And we talked about this last year. Anytime the Knicks are doing good or in the playoffs, it's always good for basketball, right? Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. it's, it's going to be, again, this season that they're going to be back again, uh, playing well in uh, Madison Square Garden with fans back into the stadium. Yeah, that's a big piece right there. Fans yeah, so I'll go with my first one here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Hawks over 46 and a half wins. I think they're pretty much returning the same team from last year, right? And we just talked about Trey Young, how I've read reports out of their camps and what Nate McMillan wants to do is have Trey Young be a better passer and, and get more assists. We know this guy's a walking bucket. He can go out any single night and drop you 40 to 50 points. But I kind of look at this team around him, right? They're pretty much returned everybody. They had a lot of um, injuries last season with Bogdanovich, with uh, Danilo Gallinari, but you have the red rifle, the Kevin Herter, who I think is very underrated that people are not talking about. You have John Collins and Clint Capella locked up on long-term contracts. Lou Williams is going to be back. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is going to be healthy. And I think the biggest thing that we talked about last season on the NBA Gambling Podcast was once Lloyd Pierce was fired from this team and they promoted Nate McMillan, this was a completely different team. And if you take a look at what they were able to do in the playoffs last year, injuries are a part of the game, but this was still a team that was in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They have that taste now of that success of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe you know being com competitive again and returning your same roster. Now, again, I like the two guys that they also drafted, Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper. Not sure how much time they're going to get on the floor, but I, again, you, you have that continuity from last year. You have that chemistry. You have a great head coach. I expect the Atlanta Hawks to be back 
uh, within that top three or even that top four seed again in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, um, I'm all over this. This is my second pick for okay. uh, one of my favorite. Um, so it's a good segue into me. Uh, when you look in when Lloyd, or not Lloyd, but when you look in Nate McMillan took over this team, they had a .684 win percentage for the rest of the season. Yep. Like tremendous turnaround. And now you're getting an entire season with that. And just how Nate McMillan run these team, we know Nate McMillan. And, you know, he probably shouldn't even have been fired from Indiana. And we know Indiana is regretting that because they fired the coach after him after one season. 100%. After one season, they fired the next coach. So yeah. <laughs> he took them to four straight playoffs, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he and he was getting over around this win total uh, every single season. And so I think that this is something – this is easy for Nick McMillan. I think that, you know, Trey, Trey uh, is coming back with a vengeance and he has accepted this villain role. And it's not going to just be in Madison Square Garden. Whenever he steps into an opposing arena, he is going to try to play like the villain. He's going to try to be that guy that everybody hates because it fuels his game and it makes him play better. And then he gets his teammates into the game and it's just all hell looses from there. So you still got guys like Cam Reddish on his roster. You still got a whole, like very, very good depth pieces that when Trey is not on, when you got these people on the bench, they still got really good players that can go up and get you a bucket and play hard defensively. And so I'm looking forward to it and I don't, count the Hawks out to make a move in yeah. during the course of this season. Like mm-hmm. if there's a point where they're, the season is trending well and, you know, some people are unhappy in other places in the Hawks. Like we just talked about the, the number of pieces they have. They have enough pieces to move people to get a bona fide all-star next to Trey Young. Yeah. Like somebody that's a legit all-star next to Trey Young. They have the pieces to get somebody like that. So I would not count them out to make a move and say that, hey, we want to be in contention at the end of the year. We don't want to just go there and hope to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals because I think a lot of people in around the league know that once you get there, that may be your only chance. And so th- I think the opportunity is there for them to make a trade, and then that's going to skyrocket this win total for sure. 100%. I know you just mentioned that they may be in the market if they're doing well and other stars are unhappy outside of this roster. This is a serious question. Do you think that magic city wings is going to be an attraction for those players that want to come to Atlanta and play there for some lemon pepper? Have you, have you been, I have not been the talent. Amazing. The wings. Amazing. (laughs) So I just want you to know that magic city is where it's at, like legitly where it's at. And that is absolutely I'm, I think that I'm almost positive. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure when they were going and they were uh, getting John Collins and, you know, trying to get John Collins to come back and they called the meeting to sit there and talk to him. I'm pretty sure they dumped the Magic City wings on the table out the bag, just like Pat Riley did with the rings for LeBron. And then John Collins was like, guys, I can't leave. Like, I, I can't leave. <laughs> he signed it on the dot right there, huh? Yeah, I signed it on the dot right there. So I'm almost positive that once he remembered what he was losing in Magic City, he was like, no, there's no way. So you said that that was your second, uh, also your second win total that you had, right? Yeah. So we agree on that one. Okay, perfect. So I'll give you my uh, second one, and so that will make us uh, caught up on 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 our list of two. So I'm gonna go with the Chicago Bulls. I'm gonna go over 42 and a half here, man. Um, I love the offseason moves that they did bring in. Right, the, you brought in Lonzo Ball. I think this is a bona fide point guard that we've talked about that he can get back to playing that point guard position that he that he wants to play. And he said this, that I just want to go back to playing that point card position and bringing in a guy like this next to Zach Levine is going to really bode well. They brought in Nikola Vucevic last year, right? 
I, I'm a little worried about the interior defense, but then you also bring in DeMar DeRozan, who's a bona fide scorer. Now you have two to three options in clutch time between Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and even Vucevic, I'll throw him in there, in that clutch moments with the guys that can get you a bucket, right? You also brought in AC Alex Caruso, the white LeBron James onto this team. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Look, I think he's going to be a serviceable backup point guard on this team, right? You still have Kobe White, and I think we're a guy that, that's kind of getting forgotten. I think Patrick Williams. Matthew Devladova. Devladova. <laughs> Patrick gosh. Williams. Ooh. Is gonna uh, be something in my throat. Sorry, <laughs> keep going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That uh, man, I had that. Hold on, excuse me. <clears throat> All right, sorry. That was really stuck in my throat. I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt you like that. Please keep going. Patrick Williams, I think, is gonna take that year or two leap also for this team. So I think the team that this front office has kind of put together in Chicago with the win total right now of 42 and a half. Um, I think that they should be able to get 44 to 45 wins with the talent that they have on this team. They also added Derek Jones on this team as far as depth, the guy that can has length that can defend a little bit. Um, I think there may be a one or two, one more piece away as far as adding depth to this team. But I really like the direction that this team is heading in. And I think this is a big year for the Chicago Bulls to prove something that they can win ball games because Zach Levine may be on the cusp of deciding if he wants to stay there or move on to another team. So I'm going with Chicago over 42 and a half wins. Okay. I'm, um, I know I you're like, kind of on the fence on this. Yeah. I'm on the fence. I don't, I don't know. I'm not. So when uh, Vucevic got traded and, you know, everybody was on the bulls wave and they were like, Oh, wow. The bulls are about to make a push for the playoffs. I was, I was the one that was in the back that, you know, had didn't get hit by the neuralizers that, you know, people tried to from uh, freaking men in black that they hit everybody and said, hey, Vucevic is on the team. They're going to start winning games now. I'm like, well, wait, 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 let's wait a minute, guys. Vucevic was an all-star, but he still was on an Orlando Magic team that didn't do much either. Yeah. And he didn't get that much. He really did get that much better tally when he went over to the Bulls either, so – I, I was against them making the playoffs, and they didn't end up making it. But this team does have a lot more talent. When you bring in a guy like Alonzo Ball, that's really, really, really going to bring your team up. Like, Lonzo is a floor general, and I think Lonzo is a guy that he may not ever reach MVP status in this league, but he's going to be one of those guys that you sit there and you look and you'd be like, how is this guy never an MVP? Like, yeah. that's, a, that's how his career is going to end. He's going to end. He's going to make a lot of money. He's probably going to get a ring somewhere. And he's, he's going to be a guy that you're going to look at. Like, how did this guy not get an MVP throughout his whole career? So um, they bring in uh, DeMar DeRozan, like you said, and all these other pieces, but I'm just sitting here. I'm like, guys, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see how it works. Like, I really, I don't see it really fitting. Like, I think that this is a little bit of a one-dimensional team on offense. Like, I'm not really seeing too much of the perimeter shooting that we just know just kind of needs to be there in yeah. this uh, in, in this NBA. Like, this this is what the NBA is now. We can't mm -hmm. not admit it. Like, this is what the NBA needs. You need shooters on the outside. And so I don't necessarily see it there. I'm not really afraid of all these guys defensively too much like they're they're pretty all right but i'm not really afraid of them and how they're coached up defensively and so i'm sitting here i'm like okay well this this could be this the trap line i was thinking this is, could be the trap line where everybody's okay. like oh yeah of course they're gonna go over this 42 and a half and then at the end of the season when they come in and they finish 40 wins or 41 wins we're like wow what the heck happened and yeah. zach levine is a guy that i think is going to be gone by the trade deadline i don't even think you so we're just sitting here and everybody's putting like oh they got this big 
four players. And I'm like, well, no, guys, Zach Levine's probably not going to be on this team for much longer. Like, if you just look at who they brought in and what's going on on the court, like, if somebody is going to be out, it's Zach Levine. Like, okay. that's who it is. And that's possibly somebody that Atlanta could be looking in. And I just said Atlanta be trying to get an all-star. Like, that's possibly somebody could, they could be looking in. I was thinking that Trae. when you said it. Yeah, yeah to get Trey Young either off the ball to let him get some work off the ball or get somebody that's a bona fide killer that he can pass the ball to. So, I really don't think he's going to be on this team for that much longer. So, yeah, I guess that, you know, it, I, I like it because I think that this team is super talented. If they put it together, they're going to be really good and be a playoff team in the East. I just don't see it yet. They're one of them teams that I got to see it to believe it. So, yeah, and I think Billy I Donovan, lean, I would lean under. And I think Billy Donovan has his hands full, right? And I'm not sure that it, he's going to be able to get the players to buy in. Um, but again, that's going to be how to determine how their training camp is going. But I think that. I think this number is right where it's at, but I think that if they come out on fire, I think that, you know, they may be able to get over this number, but um, you know, we'll see what happens with this team. And if Zach Levine is like you mentioned on this roster, by the time the trade deadline comes around in February. So uh, I would just, I would Mm -hmm. just say real quick that I'm going to be looking for, you know, maybe a little slump from Lonzo ball uh, during the months of winter in December and uh, in December and January, because I don't think Lonzo knew what he signed up for when he went to Buffalo to, to <laughs> Chicago. Like it is cold. It is brick out there. Yo, like it it, Lonzo, it is brick out there. Yo, I know, trust me, I'm a down South boy. You over there from LA, you just went to <laughs> new Orleans. Like, yo, it is brick out there, Lonzo. I want you to know it is freezing. So if you if your play deteriorate in the winter months, like I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not holding it against you. Yo, I wouldn't be wanting to do nothing that cold neither. So we should be looking at his player props to go under in the months of uh, November, oh, December, absolutely. January, right? Oh, wait till we come back. Wait till <laughs> we come back during the, during that time. And I'm going to be like, yep, it was that cold. <laughs> I told you it was negative 17 degrees in Chicago and Lonzo went under. Like, why are we surprised by this, guys? <laughs> All right, Terrell, give me your third uh, win total here for the Eastern Conference. Okay, third win total from the Eastern Conference. I like we're gonna lean over to Miami, so we're gonna get out the cold and we're gonna get into the sunny, sunny skies of Miami, Florida. And this is a team that brought in a champion, and you know Kyle Lowry with his fat ass and his ring. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, you know he's got he's got the things that women all women want: a fat ass and a ring. Like, and so uh, Kyle Lowry here. He's a winner. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I detest Kyle Lowry so much. He's one of those guys. Like, I have a list of players that I just hate for no reason. And it's, it's nothing against their players, nothing against them as a person. I just look at them, and I'm like, I do not like this guy. Number one, Shane Battier. Just because we were talking about Miami, I'm just throwing it out there. I really, really hated Shane Battier. I don't know yeah. why for no reason, but I hate Shane <laughs> But either Maybe way, Kyle Lowry. Oh, that might be it. That might have been it. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, Kyle Lowry is a winner. Like, at the end of the day, Kyle Lowry is a winner. Kyle Lowry is going to come to this team, and the grit that he is adding to this team and the toughness that he's adding to this team is invaluable. And that is what Jimmy Butler was looking for. Excuse me. That is exactly what Jimmy Butler was looking for when he came to Miami. He's been looking for this since he left Chicago. He's so tired of the soft, weak-ass players. Like, he's that's why he had to get out of Minnesota because – Nobody wanted to work out. Jimmy Butler was getting to the gym at 4.30 in the morning. Everybody else was getting to the gym at 7. Like, you know, he had to get out of there. Gets down to um, 
just down to Philly and nobody wants to get better. Ben Simmons don't want to put in the work to get better at what he's bad at. He just says, I'm bad at this. I'm not going to keep doing it. You've seen him on the bench, shoot the three, shoot the three. Like, go out there and try to get better, work hard to get better. And I don't think we ever look at Jimmy Butler as one of those guys who's been the most talented NBA person ever in the league but he's it's the fact that nobody nobody in this league and i i 100 percent i've seen this with my own eyes nobody in this league works harder than jimmy butler nobody not one person works harder than jimmy butler does and so now adding kyle Lowry to that is going to be a boost not only to him but to everybody else on that team because now yeah. it's looking like jimmy is out here working us to death now kyle is on us too we got to put on kyle too kyle's got the ring kyle went through went to the finals kyle know what it's like to win and you bring in and now they're healthy so bam and bio is going to be healthy yeah. uh victor oladipo we expect to come back at some point and be fully healthy they're taking their time with him but we expect for him to be fully healthy and then you what's the next step for tyler hero we know he took a little step back and he could be a bubble villain but if he doesn't take a leap forward don't think that pat riley's not going to move him and get another bona fide star on this team because they want to compete with the brooklyn nets Pat Riley's not no guy that just wants to be number two and just like, all right, we're going to go out there and going to see what we can do. Yeah. We made it. We made it in the bubble. We're trying to make no Pat, Pat, Pat Riley is one of those guys that's trying to keep getting better and better and better. So when I look at this Miami Heat win total and I'm like 46 and a half. Okay. I like, I see where it's set at, but if this team is fully healthy and this team continues to play legitly every night and they stay healthy over the course of the season, they're smashing. They could be in a 50. This could be a 50 win team by the end of the season. It yeah. really could. Like that is the, that is the boost Kyle Lowry adds to this team. And truly it is. So they could really be one of the top three seeds in, in the East by the time we're finished. So I'm all over the over on this win total. I think the Miami heat are going to be a great team. I think they're going to be good defensively. I think they're complete all around. They have shooters. They can get to the cup. They play. They defend um, very, very well. So this is going to be a very, very scary team. And, you know, like the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers and the Milwaukee Bulls, they better look out for this Miami team because if they're healthy, they're going to be a problem. This is one of my plays also. So I'll just kind of go off of what you said. And just a disclaimer, Rail and I did not compare notes before we started no, recording. No, we here, didn't. So. I'm sorry. We're sorry. We should have did that and had different teams. So. No, but that, oh, that well. just makes our bets even stronger, right? And I think that gives yeah, our, yeah. our if, listeners. Yeah, if you got two of us on it, then you're yeah, good. A vote of confidence, right? And I think another guy that you didn't mention that they brought in, another championship guy that just brought a ring. Oh, by the way, PJ Tucker's on this roster also. Oh, absolutely. Right? How did I forget? I mean, he's not gonna be a big offensive guy. He's gonna be he's gonna be that guy that's gonna die for those loose balls. He's gonna out hustle you to get those loose balls, the rebound. He can still knock down the corner three-point jump shot, but like you just mentioned, I think this Miami Heat team needs to change their name to the Miami Dogs because there's a lot of dogs on this team, right? Absolutely. Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, like you just mentioned. Let's not forget they got one of the Morris twins on this on their on their on their bench too, right? Mark Markeith Morris is on their roster. Um, you just mentioned Victor Oladipo. Donis Haslam is still there, <laughs> right? And these guys, I mean, like I would be afraid to play these guys every single night because they're gonna bring. 100% effort every single night on the defensive end. Uh, it's going to be real tough for other teams to score on this team. Uh, so our other teams to score against this Miami Heat defense. But like you mentioned, I really love this combination of Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler. I think they're going to complement each other very, very well. Bam Adebayo anchoring that center position. It's I think he's he could be a guy that can easily average 10 to 11 boards per game. I'm a little bit worried about their depth on the bench, but once you get Victor Oladipo back, 
healthy you're right take your time with him because you don't really don't need him right now get him right get his knee right and this is a guy that can come in off the bench and provide that scoring power with uh tyler hero in the in the uh second unit for this miami heat team and i think everything that you mentioned about pat riley not afraid to make a move um to get another star on this team if tyler hero is not playing well and is caught up with that miami lifestyle um he could be shipped off to a team like Toronto where there's no lifestyle there, right? <laughs> like Minnesota. So I think that this Miami Heat team, like you mentioned, I will not be surprised if they are a top three uh, seed in this Eastern Conference. And they will give trouble to teams like Brooklyn and Milwaukee um, in the uh, NBA Eastern Conference playoffs if they do make it there, which I'm pretty sure they will. Uh, let's take one final break. And Terrell and I will give you our final two uh, win total bets, and then we'll knock it. Uh, we'll end the show with a very best bet that we do like. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes down sweet savings direct to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. That's mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best better in the U.S.? The folks at Odds Crowd are challenging you to prove it this football season with their epic free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Each week of the season, there's a $350 NFL contest and a $250 contest. The boys here at SGPN are all taking part, so you can try and claim bragging rights over us too. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you would with any pick tracking app. The most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. An odds crowd isn't just a fantasy betting contest. It's a social app for sports bettors. Free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. And last but not least, the SGPN app is now live on the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts just like this one. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, Terrell, coming off the break. Well, that's three down for each of us. Give me your fourth one, man. Um, For the fourth one, I'm going to go with, uh, let's go down. Yeah, the Orlando Magic. I think 
I think I like what's going on in Orlando, man. Okay. I really, really like what's going on. They're set at 22 and a half right now. I think they're going over. I really do. If we get, if we're getting an Orlando Magic team that is healthy, that you know, because there was a point in time last season where they it just looked like every week they lost another player out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Or you know, a majority of the season. If they get a team that's healthy, this is going to be one of those young teams that are feisty. Like the, these are going to be one of these once young teams that are feisty. They bring in Jamal Mosley as a head coach over from Dallas, and this is a guy that we we're sitting here like, yo, he's one of those longtime assistants that were like, he he needs a head coaching job. He needs to go there, show somebody where he can reinvent reinvent the culture and get a whole, whole bunch of players playing well. And so when I look at the people that are on this squad, and I'm just thinking about how Cole Anthony looked last year. And how he was balling, how uh, they bring in Jalen Suggs from the draft. They bring in Franz Wagner from the draft. Uh, they got both Wagner uh, brothers, actually. And yeah. then and then so you get your Markel Fultz, who's still playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And like Mo Bamba, uh, arc anchoring defensively. And Wendell Carter behind him, another really – like these are a bunch of guys that were – lottery picks like these are a whole bunch of lottery picks and a bunch of guys that are just sitting here and it needs that they need that guy to tie them all together they need somebody to tie all of them together they need a little bit of veteran presence and i think mosley is that guy okay. do not be surprised if the orlando magic look really really good this year like maybe not good, like I'm talking playoff good, but when you start looking at this team, you're like, oh wow. And when they start giving some of these playoff teams fits, okay. like they they're they're challenging these teams and maybe they're losing these games by a couple points or two, but they made it a really close game. Like mm-hmm. these are guys that love to hoop. They love to hoop, love basketball. And yeah. these, this is gonna be a scary like this is gonna be a scary team. And I think they're gonna be a team that's gonna keep a couple people out the playoffs because they got a, a couple wins that they probably shouldn't have. So 22 and a half, can they win 23 games? Yeah, I think so. I think they get over that um, by a little bit of a good margin. I think that this is one of the teams that can compete for the eighth spot in the East and be a 31 team. Well, there you heard it. Orlando magic are going to compete. He says compete at least for that eighth spot. Look, I hear everything you're saying, but I just feel like this team is still one more year away. And I think that Gary Harris won't be on this roster come trade deadline, right? He owes a $20 million tag, maybe a buyout or a team that needs another wing. It's kind of for that playoff push, I think, is a guy that might not be on this roster. I think Terrence Ross is another guy that probably won't be on this roster also. So um, I get with everything you're saying, man, but I think, you know, bringing in a rookie head coach with, with the players that they have, um, I certainly believe that they will be competitive, right? You got Jalen Suggs in the draft, Cole Anthony. I think that's great point guard depth there. Um, RJ Hampton, again, a guy that has a lot of potential on this team that can kind of step up, but I feel like they're still a year away um, from, from at least being competitive, maybe a couple years, but uh, I agree with a lot of things that you said, right? And, and they have the talent, right? Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, um, that front court, of Wendell Carter. I'm not a Wendell Carter guy. I, he kind of scares me. I feel like Mo, Mo Bamba, when healthy, should be starting above him and have uh, Wendell Carter coming off of the bench. You have the uh, both Wa- uh, Wagner brothers on this team. Um, that's kind of interesting, but this is definitely a team, I'd, like you said, uh, real, that 
a team that's probably going to be a lot of games that have a big spread against them. And I think that we may need to make a point to see how they do against the spread, because like you said, there are a lot of gym guys and gym junkies and gym rats on this team that just love playing basketball. And I think maybe who knows, it comes together sooner for them rather than later. But right now for me, I'm kind of on the fence about this one, but I do understand everything that you're saying about this Orlando magic team. And I loved, I do love the hire that they made um, uh, at their head coaching position for this, for this team. Um, for yeah. me, I'm going to throw this out there with my fourth one. I'm going to go with the under on the Sixers at 50 and a half. Okay. Outside of Joel Embiid, let, let's start with Embiid there. And I just don't think that Embiid, we've seen that year in and year out, that he's not a guy that's going to play all 82 games, right? If you're able to get 60 or 65 games out of Joel Embiid, that's probably a victory for you as, as the front office and this organization for the Sixers team because he always deals with some type of back issue or knee issue mm-hmm. season in, season out. If you kind of look at this roster outside of it, man, they just have a bunch of casuals, man. I, I know Seth Curry had a great season last year. I mean, Danny Green, I mean, or do we really – is Danny <laughs> Green still that guy? No. Just Tobias Harris – casuals? <laughs> <laughs> Tobias Harris has – he had a great season last year, but is he really melatonin. worth thirty six million dollars? He's a melatonin basketball player, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he'll get it done for you for for the regular season. But outside of that, is just a lot of role players on a team. And until, I mean, they got Andre Drummond now as a backup center for this team. And I know Dan Titus is the biggest hater of Andre Drummond, and rightfully so because the dude cannot play basketball anymore. But I just feel like this roster what? that. This roster that they have outside of Embiid, because we know we talked about Ben Simmons not going to be back. Tyrese Maxey, I, I think, has a lot of potential for this team. But again, I think he, it might take him another season or two to kind of develop into the player that they want him to be. But I'm just kind of not bought in on this, the, the role players that they have on this team. I think that they may take a significant step back with the loss of now quote-unquote Ben Simmons eventually when they make that trade. And again, the health of Joel Embiid is always a big question mark for this organization. So I'm taking the under 50 and a half for the Sixers team because I feel like a team like Miami, like we discussed, Terrell, that can leapfrog the Philadelphia Sixers in the standings and probably, you know, teams that can beat the Sixers. Sixers are a great home team. Last year, they were not so great on the road. So when this team hits the road, takes those West Coast trips, those losses may add up for them. So I'm taking the under 50 and a half on the Sixers Okay, I like it. I like it. I think that, um, gosh, y'all are so hard on Andre Drummond, I believe. Uh, <laughs> y'all are incredibly hard on Andre Drummond. But, no, um, I completely see where all of this is at. I see where all of this is going. I think that, you know, they are definitely one of those load management teams, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what what happens when Embiid is not out there and you don't have a Ben Simmons because I think we all agree Ben Simmons is not playing a game for them. So yeah, what happens when you don't have a Joe Embiid and you don't have Ben Simmons out there? And Tobias Harris, while he is, you know, a 50-40-90 guy, and while he's such a, you know, very, very good piece for this team, he's melatonin as fuck. Like, he's just <laughs> melatonin as fuck. Like, that's all it is. Like, He's super, he's a melatonin basketball player. That's all it really, really is. And so he's going to go out there, he's going to do his part, and then he's going to walk back down the court. He's probably not going to get anybody else into the game. So you're going to start having to rely on your guys like Tyrese Maxey and a couple other people to get this team going and try to will them through games when Joel Embiid inevitably is going to be out for a duration of time. So I'm 100% yeah. with you. I think that uh, I definitely like the, the thought process 
us into it. And, you know, they can still be a really good team, playoff team, and not hit this win total. Yeah, and I, and I think that this – I think this, the, the mark I would probably put the Sixers team has probably at 47 wins around that card. You still have Doc Rivers, a great regular season coach. When it comes to the playoffs, I don't think Doc Rivers is the answer for you. Um, you got one left for us, uh, Terrell? Yeah, I do. And, you know – I, I was sitting here and I was kind of putting this list together and I was like, oh, over, 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 over. And I'm like, okay, let me fit an under in here. Like, where's where's the team that I sit here and go under? And then it dawned on me. I don't know how it didn't dawn on me, but it dawned on me. And maybe it's because, you know, it came about at 757, you know, North Virginia. We really didn't have a basketball team. So we had to kind of outsource to the nearest team and just see. And I forgot that the Washington Wizards are still a, foot, a basketball team. How did I forget? How did I forget the Washington Wizards was still a basketball team? I think that I've got confused that they've looked decent in a number of seasons. And I forgot that, no, this is a terrible organization. <laughs> like we talk about the Knicks, the Washington Wizards are a terrible organization. And we always, and we always sit here and like, oh, they made the playoffs a couple of times. Da, 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 da. No, they're just not good. They're really not good. And so I'm sitting here at 33 and a half and I'm like, all right. They got some faces. They bring in Spencer Dinwiddie. They bring in my guy, Kyle Kuzma. Like, they brought in all these people. But how long? How long are these people really going to be here? These random ragtag pieces that they have (laughs) on the Washington. Like, literally, they literally look like that it was an expansion draft. And and everybody in the league, they sat everybody down in the league and said, hey, we're building a team. It's called the Washington Wizards. We're going to go, and everybody got to give up somebody. I don't care who it is, but just give up somebody, put it on the team. So now they have a team that has Spencer Dittwitty, KCP, uh, Davis Bertans, Kyle Kuzma, like, Aaron Holiday, Montrez Harrell, like everybody just threw pieces and put this team together. This team is not going to play well. Like there's no way this team plays well. They're they're not going to have the cohesion throughout the year. They're going to lose a lot of basketball games. And then the inevitable is going to happen. After they start off on such a terrible slide, the the inevitable is going to happen. Bradley Beal is going to be traded from this team. Like somebody is going to pay the Kings ransom. Yep. A deal that nobody can refuse. I don't know who it is. It's probably going to come out of nowhere. Somebody is going to pay the Kings. We've been talking about Bradley Bill leaving this team for two years now. Yep. The deal is going to happen eventually. Yes. And if that deal happens for them, their season is tanked tanking from there absolutely tanking from there they are a couple injuries away from being a 10 win team i am not (laughs) lying to you if they get injuries to the wrong players they will be a 10 win team this team is not going to play well i do not see it i'm under 33 and 33 and a half is way too much i think that this in all actuality they probably scratched the surface of 30 wins maybe somewhere in that 25 to 30 range but this isn't going to be a good basketball team at over this this is literally a pickup game basketball team that people that just wanted to get together and play basketball and now they're supposed to go out there and compete for 82 games i don't see it i agree with everything you said i think that you know bradley bill has said all the right things about he wants to stay in washington but i think that it's going to come to a point where this team is now winning games there's going to be a team that can use another superstar on their team to compete with the Brooklyn Nets or the Los Angeles Lakers or, or you know, the Golden State Warriors. I mean, Golden not State Warriors. That. Not even that. No, no. I want to see you go compete with Charlotte. Go compete with Charlotte. <laughs> go compete with somebody. I don't even think they're going to compete with some. I don't think they're going to compete with Charlotte 
at I, all. Like the this rosters, team does not look good. They do not look good. And if Kyle Kuzma is not that dog Kyle Kuzma that I know and love, then they <laughs> oh man, if Kyle Kuzma is an average in 20 points a game, then like this team, it was all for nothing. It was all for yeah. nothing. Yeah, and I agree with everything that you said, right? This roster. I mean, it has names. It has names that you put together on a team. But I think the trade that they made with Russell Westbrook with with the Lakers between the Wizards, I mean, they had to give up Kyle Kuzma. I think somebody's going to come knocking on the door for Montrez Harrell that needs inside presence or a guy off the bench that brings some energy. KCP, I think, is another guy like we talked about with Gary Harrison, Terrence Ross, is a piece that a, a contending team that's making the playoff push, a wing 3 and D guy, they can use Kate. They're going to come knocking on the door for KC. So I think this team is headed for the lottery. Also, I think that hopefully by the trade deadline, Bradley Bill is on another roster. Again, keep in mind Miami heat. That's it's a team that can probably, I mean, I don't know if the salary is going to work, but I think that we talk about Pat Riley, that he likes to hit home runs every time he's about the plate. Bradley Bill will fit in very, very nicely in the Miami heat team. I'm not sure how it works financially. Surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised either. Again, Do not be surprised. Surprised if they are one of the if they are one of the three worst teams in the league, I would not be surprised. Yeah, and I think Golden State is another team that we have to keep in mind. That I think they do have the pieces that if Washington really wants to blow it up and go young, they have the James Wiseman, the Jonathan Kaminga, the Moses Moody to make that move and and again put the uh, Golden State Warriors on the top of the Western Conference again. Um, yep. For my last one. I'm going to go with the Indiana Pacers over the 42 and a half here. I think that the biggest thing for this team is, is that they're getting a lot of guys back from injury, right? You guess uh, you get TJ Warren back uh, Sabonis and miles Turner. I hopefully with under Rick Carlisle, they're able to work out the issues that they were having, whether playing together, whatever the case might be, the guy who's going to be on the inside or outside, wherever the case might be. But I think that the last season where we saw, that they were having a lot of issues with their head coaching staff. Now you're bringing a guy that's familiar with this organization, that's been with this organization previously. I think that Indiana Pacers are that low-key team that we kind of need to keep an eye on, right? Malcolm Brogdon is still on his roster. You have Jeremy Lamb. Uh, and then you have the two guys in the front, like I mentioned, with uh, Sabonis and Miles Turner. You're getting TJ Warren back. Um, Chris Duarte, their draft pick that we were really high on, is going to be a good piece for this team in that in that second unit. TJ McDonald, the Energizer Bunny, this guy. I mean, if you are playing on a team, pick up basketball, this is the type of guy that you want on your roster or on your team because he's going to go out and make the hustle plays. He's going to get up and down the court for you, and I think that this is going to be a team that's up and rise. And let's not forget Karis LeVert. I know he's dealing with a back fracture, but they said that he shouldn't be ready for the season. So when you're getting guys like Karis LeVert, TJ Warren back on this team with a better head coach, I think that's significantly going to improve this team. Asking this team to have a winning record of at least 43 wins, 44 wins, I think the Indiana Pacers can accomplish that. And I like the things that they're and the things that I saw last season from this team. And also, let's not forget some of the other guys like Ed, uh, Edmund Subner that filled in nicely when some of these guys that were injured. They added Isaiah Jackson. Torrey Craig is a nice piece to have off of the bench for this team. So I like the depth on this team. I like the guys that they're getting back from uh, uh, from injury. And I think Rick, Carl Rick Carlisle is a guy that's a good regular season coach. Maybe not in the postseason, but as far as we're talking about regular season win totals here, I think that's uh, a guy that can get him over that 42 and a half mark for this team. 
Yeah, I I agree to an extent. I think that the Pacers are a team that are going to benefit from, you know, the load management that's going on around the league and, you know, play hard every night in one of those uh, aspects. I think this is going to be a line that's – it's going to be a sweat towards the end. I think it that there's gonna, yeah. it's going to come down to the wire and it's going to be a couple wins and losses that's going to determine whether this is an over or under. But I do really like this team. Interested to see what Rick Carlisle does with this team and, you know, bringing in his mindset into a couple of these guys that's been playing, you know, a couple of different season, uh, uh, systems for this Pacers team because they're they're kind of a little bit like, you know, you fire a head coach that's gone to the playoffs four or five straight years. Yeah. And done and done fairly, fairly all right. Like you may not have won series, but, you know, it wasn't like you had bad seasons like in your playoff team and then you you come in to another coach and get rid of him after a year. Like there's a little bit of turmoil going on in that front office up there. And it kind of brings the question of, do they really know what they're doing? Yeah. And so now, now Rick Carlisle comes in and kind of pick up the pieces and it's like, okay, will he get that done in year one? I don't know. So I think that they, they, they have the looks and they could be a really, really good team. Hopefully everybody does stay healthy because the injury bug really did bite them. And that's why they didn't uh, get everything in. Um, throughout the course of last season, but th- this could be interesting. I think this is going to come down to the wire. I think the Pacers could be a pretty all right team. I definitely think that they'll sneak into the playoffs in the back end. Yeah, I think they can be easily a seventh or eighth, uh, eighth seed team. I think that I like this bet better than the Bulls one that we talked about today, but I think that um, there's a lot more uh, guys that are familiar with each other on this team, and I think getting those guys back from injury is going to be key for them. Before we wrap up, Terrell, I want to touch on the two powerhouses of the Eastern Conference that we didn't really get into quickly. Just give me your thoughts on, let's start with the Brooklyn Nets. I know we've heard about Kyrie with the whole vaccination thing. Um, James Harden, the contract extension that he's kind of paused right now on signing, but you obviously you have the best player in the world and Kevin Durant on this team. This team should be healthy. I think the biggest offseason move that this team made was getting Patty Mills. I think that's going to be really big for them. You get Blake Griffin back. Marcus Aldridge, a, a big story of a, a great story about how he's able to return to the basketball court after dealing with some health issues. Um, where do you kind of stand with the Brooklyn Nets? Is it them that, hey, let's just get into the playoffs healthy and then uh, we'll see what happens because we still are the best team in the in the Eastern Conference? Um, I don't know if it'll just be let's get into the playoffs healthy. Uh, we got to admit that, you know, while he is a veteran in the league and, you know, one of the best players that's ever played in the league, Steve Nash is still a new young head coach yeah. uh, in terms of years coaching. And so I'm not sure if he's going to be wanting to see games throughout the season just as easy. I think that they they want to be the number one team overall. Like they want to have the highest seed. They want to have the best record. And I think that, you know, Kevin Durant is a guy that, as long as he's healthy, he wants to go in there and improve his game every single game, every single game, improve his game and just say, hey, how can I get my shot off this game? How can I get my shot off that game? Yeah. Do all this. I think that they definitely did bring in a good number of pieces. Patty Mills is a great piece. A uh, friend of Kevin Durant that's going to come in there. Javon Carter was a great piece. They yeah. And like he's going to bring so much to them defensively, like coming off the bench and just bringing in a, a defensive presence. Like somebody just bugged the fuck out of people. Like a gnat at the bar just bugged the fuck out of you. Like yeah. he's one of those annoying defenders. And so they bring in that. I think they'll be, they will be a little bit of a, def- a better defending team this season. Uh, getting LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin back, and all those guys like Paul Millsap. This Paul Millsap, like there's there's some toughness to this team here, and 
I think they can be really good. I think they can, like, if if they sit out there and they send in James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and KD out every single night, yeah. there's no reason they shouldn't lose majority – I mean, they shouldn't win majority of those games. Yeah. So I think they'll be one of those best teams in the East. Like, I really do. I think they might they might have the claim to the number one overall record by the time we're done. Yeah, and I think that last season they weren't able to have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant on the floor at the same time and how, kind of build that chemistry – I think that's something that's going to be really important for them this season because we saw that, you know, Harden went down with an injury. Kyrie was in and out of the lineup for personal reasons or injury. Uh, Kevin Durant, same thing, whether it was rest or or him coming back from an injury also. So I think that you're spot on that Kevin Nash is probably going to want his big three out there kind of developing that chemistry. (laughs) Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Durant. (laughs) Kevin Nash. (laughs) Kevin Durant. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Durant and Steve Nash is going to want his big three out there kind of developing that chemistry. I quickly want to move over to um, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champs on where you kind of stand with this team. I think that, you know, they lost obviously PJ Tucker. Um, They added, I think a pretty good uh, shooter. I believe they acquired uh, Grayson Allen um, to be a shooter on this team. They get Dante DiVincenzo back from injury that they lost last season. George Hill is back with this team. They also added uh, uh, Rodney Hood on this team also. So, um, do you expect, you know, the Bucs, again, to be competitive again, or do you think they'll kind of take a step back here coming into the season? I think the Bucs take a step back. Um, not because of losing P.J. Tucker, like, although we, you know, just saying the praises of P.J. Tucker, I don't don't think P.J. Tucker was a transcend, transcend – oh, I can't even say the freaking word. Either way, I don't think he was the greatest piece in the world for this uh, this team. I think he was extremely helpful in the reason why they – won that series against Brooklyn, but yeah. I think that that's something that they can get around. I think it's just that the rest of the East and, and the rest of the league is catching up. Like they caught, I don't want to sit here and I'm not putting an asterisk on the championship or anything like that, but they did catch like a lot. It was a lot of injuries last year. It was a lot of injuries. And so with all these players coming back healthy, the whole league is just coming up closer to the Bucks level. So it's hard to sit here and say that they're going to have the same success they did last year when everybody in the league is better this year. Yeah. Like everybody's better. It's not that they're worse. It's just that everybody has taken a step closer to them. And there's a few of those games that they won that they probably might not win this season. So do I think that they're going to be the same Milwaukee team? No, I don't. I think that it's just natural regression is going to come to them. They're going to be a, still a really, really good basketball team. They're going to be in it in a conversation to repeat uh, when they get, or when it's all said and done, they're going to be in the playoffs with the, uh, and we're going to talk about them like, Hey, they, they could repeat, like they could possibly repeat and do this again. But do I think that, you know, there's going to be a point in time where they're the number one overall seed or that we're sitting here like, this is the best team in basketball. I don't think so. I just think everybody caught up. I agree with everything that you just said there. I just also feel like there are others are going to take a step back um, are the Milwaukee Bucks just because every other or a lot of other teams in the Eastern Conference have gotten a lot better. And again, the Brooklyn Nets are should be healthy going into the playoffs. But, you know, we'll, once we get to that point, we'll discuss that. So that's going to be it for the Eastern Conference win totals uh, for this episode. Uh, Terrell, any final thoughts on the Eastern Conference or and also let the people know where they can find you on SGPN or, and also on Twitter? Hey, man, look, let's stop disrespecting the East now. The East is, has stepped their game up. There's not, this is not the, the old Eastern Conference that we realize where there's going to be a lot of key contenders from one through eight. There's going to be a lot of good teams in Eastern Conference this year, but 
Uh, check me out on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, hopefully, Instagram is up by the time you get to this podcast. <laughs> but uh, at really real underscore underscore again, you catch me on the college football experience, college basketball experience, picking every single game, D- Division One college football, college basketball game against the spread with Kobe D, uh, Patty C, and NC Nick. So. Uh, looking forward to the season, looking forward to hosting this podcast and getting a whole bunch of, you know, new faces and people in here and just, you know, cashing checks all look, I'm cashing checks all season and me and Moon off all season cashing checks to so look forward to it. You heard it here first from Terrell that we are going to be cashing all season long. Hopefully this was a great episode. It was a lot of fun. I mean, we had some disagreements. We had some agreements. And I think that's really healthy for a podcast because it really helps each other figure out, okay, maybe something that I missed that you know, Terrell saw or maybe something that um, Terrell missed and that I saw. So I think that, you know, having this type of, uh, of, of, of team and, and co-hosts and, and, and guys that we're going to have on this podcast throughout the season is going to be a lot beneficial. So um, that's going to be it for today. You can find me on Twitter at sports nerd eight, two, four, um, check me out on the MLB gambling podcast. Also on the PropCast. I know MLB playoffs are kicking off. Malcolm and I dropped a uh, episode to preview the AL wildcard game between the Red Sox and the Yankees. Um, so go check that out. And again, check out real on all the social media platforms, head over to the website, sports We have team previews coming out every single day, one to 30, 30 teams. We're going to be discussing regular season win totals, fantasy advice on each of those articles. Uh, I know a lot of you are starting fantasy football, um, sorry, fantasy basketball leagues. So we have fantasy advice in this. So check it all out on the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And if you haven't yet, join the Slack channel. The NBA Slack channel is about to pop off with the season starting. It was hot last year. Player props dropping, plays dropping. You guys need to get in there. So sg.pn slash Slack. Make sure to head over there. Until then, let's break the books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna.